One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another R slash Am I the Jerk video. Would you be the jerk for abandoning your pregnant wife? We'll find out, but first, a story from Objective Cry 9118. Am I the jerk for asking my stepdaughter to wake up 20 minutes early so she can make breakfast? My husband and I just had our last kid a month ago. He has two from a previous marriage, Paul, 23-year-old male, and my stepdaughter Maddie, 16-year-old female. She lives with us full-time. We also had four kids ourselves, Jason, 7, Mia, 5, Louis, 3, and our baby boy Joshua. My stepdaughter isn't really that involved with me, but she's really close to her younger siblings. I've never asked something like this before. During my previous pregnancies, my husband was there to help me out since he had a more flexible schedule. But now he has a new job that requires him to be there at 6am minimum, when our kids mostly wake at 7 to 7.30. Lately, I've been really tired since Joshua is a big crier. And I decided to take the long nights since my husband needs to sleep well or he might have an accident at his job. This has caused me to have big migraines because I sleep very little and I wake up to children screaming running around. My stepdaughter is very chill. I take almost no care of her since she's pretty self-sufficient. During mornings, she prefers not to eat breakfast since most times it makes her feel dizzy throughout the day. So while she wakes up with the kids, she just stays in her room getting ready. Today, I pulled her aside and asked her if she could wake up 20 minutes early so she could help me making breakfast for the kids and I'll wake up by 8 to take them all to school. This would give me one more hour to sleep and feel ready for the day. She said no because her siblings are pretty energetic and she doesn't feel she can take care of them or get Louis to eat all of his food. And it also means that she has to make sure that Jason and Mia are ready for school dress them, and make sure everything is in their bags so I can just grab them and take them. I tried to explain how I've been feeling really bad because I'm not sleeping well, and she just shrugged and said, I said no, I'm not their mom. Ask dad to help you or get a babysitter. I also stay up late doing homework, but I'm not asking you to make me breakfast every day or drive me to school, and she left. I texted my husband what happened, and I mentioned how I would like if we could convince her but he said I was a jerk and that Maddie was right. We spoke on the phone and he sounded pretty mad. He said I better not ask her again and that he'll take the rest of the nights with Joshua. I should have asked him before. I'm confused. I only asked her to help and wake up 20 minutes early. She lives with us after all, so I don't know why that's a big deal. I think what OP's describing here as waking up 20 minutes early to make breakfast is a little disingenuous considering the stepdaughter laid out themselves how it's not just making breakfast, it's watching the kids, babysitting them, making sure they get ready, making sure they eat. You can't expect a 16-year-old to just basically be mom in the morning for you. Would you guys agree with me in saying that OP is the jerk in this situation? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for consistently filing noise complaints and calling the municipality 
because my neighbor won't turn off his high-frequency anti-animal-slash-kids sound emitter thingy. Hi there, I'm not sure if this is relevant, but I'm 18-year-old female. So recently a neighbor of ours, my parents, myself, and my brother, installed this sound emitter thing meant to keep young people or kids and animals out of their yard. Now usually I wouldn't be too bothered about stuff like that. I mean, I think it's a bit of an absurd thing to buy without informing your neighbors, but whatever. The issue is, I also hear this sound, and it's loud enough for me to actively avoid sitting in the yard or opening the windows because I can also hear it inside with the windows open. It's gotten to the point where I noticed I pretty much have a constant headache and can't focus on anything, and it only started when this sound started. Now, since I'm the only one in my family who's home often, I work evenings and nights and I'm in college, which mostly involves studying and following an occasional online class right now, I end up either having to sit inside with the windows closed or be confronted with that obnoxious sound. My brother's rarely home, but he hears it too when he's here, and my parents both don't hear it, in case you wanted to know. I ended up more or less pinpointing down where it came from and ended up knocking on three doors. They both claimed it wasn't theirs and the third had no one at home. I tried a while later, same result, and on the third try, a guy finally opened the door. So I explained my problem, he confirmed it was his, and I asked him to turn it off or at least turn the volume of that machine down so I won't hear it in our yard. He said no to the first and said it doesn't have a volume button on the second question. He then went on a tirade complaining about cats pooping in his yard and kids using the stone posts in his front yard as a hangout spot and more or less ended up telling me there's nothing he could do and for me to deal with it. I checked if these things were legal, turns out they were, but I also read that if there are enough complaints, they may be forced to take it down. So, well, that's what I've been doing. It's been a couple of weeks and a dozen complaints later and I also heard from a few neighbors in their early 20s that they also filed complaints as they could hear it too. And it turns out the house he lives in is a rental and the owner's trying to evict him due to the large amount of complaints. Given there's basically no houses to rent in my area, I do feel really crappy about it. I feel a bit Karen-ish and figured I'd ask you guys what you think. I definitely get the purpose and use of this tool for the guy, but in my eyes, you can't have anything like that if it's actually going to harm your neighbors. Probably the type of guy to downplay that too. You explain how it's literally giving you migraines and they're probably gonna try to pass it off on something else. I think OP is definitely not the jerk for trying to get this incessant noise around their house turned off. It's like secondhand tinnitus. Our next story is from Seagull Cloud. Am I the jerk for reporting creepy neighbors' cameras without talking to them first? I'm a woman in my 20s and recently moved houses. I live on my own. My new next-door neighbors are a middle-aged couple who are extremely religious. I'm not going to mention what religion they are, but they're on the more fundamentalistic side of their religion. We've had amazing weather lately, and I've been spending a lot of time in my garden, chilling or working on my laptop, wearing shorts and t-shirts or summer dresses. Just normal clothes. I haven't even really met my neighbors until one day the woman, Mira, rang my doorbell. To my surprise, she asked me to start covering up, that she has a husband and growing boys and I shouldn't be showing my body, that men can't help but look and it's our, women's responsibility to cover our bodies. I told her that no, and that men are perfectly capable of not looking, 
and perhaps she should teach her husband and sons that they shouldn't be creeps. And I closed the door. Well, I haven't noticed anything earlier. Now I was on high alert, and whenever I was in the garden, I noticed someone in their house was often creeping on me through the window. One day, I was coming home from shopping and saw the husband installing a camera facing my garden. I could see another one facing my living room. It was creepy to say the least, and I decided to get my own camera because I wasn't feeling safe. Well, turns out that was a good idea because the husband was a major peeping Tom. Turns out that whenever his wife left, and at night, I often stay up late, he would come and try and sneak a peek through my windows, mostly my downstairs bathroom. I ended up reporting him to local authorities, not the police, for the cameras, because you can't have them facing someone else's property where I live. They made him take them down, and the woman came over shouting at me about how I lied about her husband, and they got in trouble and called me various names for the oldest profession in the world. She claimed that it was a safety camera, and I should have talked to them first, and they would have sorted it out, and I didn't have to get the authorities involved. But frankly, after the last conversation we had, I didn't feel comfortable speaking with them. I'm now considering reporting him for peeping as well, but I'm wondering... Am I the jerk for reporting them for cameras without speaking to them first? I think OP is definitely not the jerk in this situation. In my eyes, trying to work with them on this or telling them of your intentions is just a terrible idea. Because to me, that just means that they're going to try to work even harder to be even more stealthy. Not necessarily just stop and, you know, be a decent human. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every single video has awesome stories like our next story from Restaurant Conflicts. Am I the jerk for taking the only two seat tables in the restaurant all to myself? I, 35 year old female, have given up on dating but still enjoy date activities. So once a month I take myself out on a date. I go to the movies, museums, and even mini-golf by myself, and I always treat myself to a nice lunch and dinner around 3-4pm. to 4 PM. After the lunch rush, but before the dinner rush, so I have plenty of time to enjoy my food. For my self-dates, I always look for a new restaurant to try. Saturday I found this great little Mediterranean place. It's a real gem, hidden away at the end of a strip mall with murals on the walls, lovely guitar music, and only about 7 tables total. When I got there, only one other table was occupied, and I sat on the only two-seater table. The waiter got me my drink, and I just put my order in when a couple walked in. They looked around the small restaurant, saw me at the only two-seat table, and approached the waiter. I was on my Kindle and not paying attention, until they heard the waiter say, There are plenty of other tables. They whisper-argued for another minute before I heard the man say, She won't take that long to eat, she's all alone. The woman huffed and sat at the four-seat table right next to me. They ordered waters and loudly said they were still deciding what they wanted, but were clearly stalling because she looked right at me as she said it. I chose to ignore it. When I treat myself to self-dates, I go all out and order an appetizer, super salad, and entree. My appetizer came out and I clearly heard the man say, See, it's just a small meal, she'll be gone soon. I didn't say anything and just enjoyed my food. When I finished, the woman grabbed her purse like she was going to dash to my table before someone else came in, only for the waiter to bring up my soup. I took my time eating the soup as the waiter again asked the couple if they're ready to order. 
The woman said they're still deciding you needed water refills. Then my entree came out. As soon as they saw it, the woman said, Are you freaking kidding me? The food was amazing. And even though I knew they were waiting for my table, I took my time appreciating my meal. Halfway through, the waiter again asked them if they were ready. The man said he was starving and ordered. The woman was clearly not happy, but also ordered. I was tempted to order dessert too, but I was stuffed. I paid my check, and as I was leaving, I saw the couples moving their plates over to my table, which hadn't even been cleared off yet. At the time, I thought it was hilarious, but when I told my friends about it, they said I'd been a jerk. They said restaurants like that were for couples on dates, not single people, and that it wouldn't have been a big deal for me to move or gotten takeaway and eaten at home. I said it was 4pm, not prime daytime and that there were five other tables to pick from, but they said I'd taken the most romantic table and ruined their date for my own enjoyment. Now I'm not sure, and I'm asking the internet for an impartial judgment. I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. Whether OP was alone or not is totally negligible. What's the deal with a two-seat table versus a four-seat table, and this couple being utterly incapable of accepting sitting at a four-seater table? Like, seriously, what's the problem with that? I I don't get it. Our next story is from Firefighter Low 8117 Am I the jerk for not letting a woman leave the shop even though her baby was crying? I work in a shoe shop, and as you know, almost all the shoes are alarmed. Yesterday, a woman came in and got a couple of shoes. While she was looking for the shoes, her baby started crying, but she didn't care and spent 20 minutes in the shop. I didn't see her going to the cashier since I was at a different part of the shop. When she got out, the alarm went off, so I stopped her and asked her to check her bags. She told me that her baby was sick and that they had to go to the hospital as soon as possible. I told her that it won't take long and asked to see her bags. She refused and kept on telling me her baby was sick. I called my manager and our manager told the woman that, as an employee, I had to check the bags since it was the procedure. She started crying, shaking, and screaming, telling me her baby situation's getting worse, and I was the reason for it. The security came in and looked at the bags. Turns out there was an alarm left on the shoes. It didn't take more than two minutes to remove and check the bags. While she was leaving, she kept screaming, If my baby dies, it's on you, which kept me awake the whole night. Today's my free day, and turns out the woman came into the store telling us that her baby has been kept in the emergency room for the whole night and day, and if they could have helped the baby earlier, they would have been home in the night. My coworker told me all about it, which made me feel horrible. I'd get fired if I didn't check her bags, and the baby was crying while she was shopping, and she didn't care, but I still feel like I did the wrong thing. If the baby was in that bad of condition, this is definitely the mom's fault for not, I don't know, properly taking care of their kid to the last minute, to the point where they have to take them to the emergency room or whatever. OP in this situation, I don't think should feel bad. The kid was crying the entire time anyways. And again, if the kid really got that bad, then it would all be on the mom in my eyes for being a terrible parent and allowing their baby to get in such a position. Our next story is from OK Improvement 8072. Am I the jerk for getting mad at my sister-in-law for choosing to attend her best friend's wedding over mine? I'm getting married in June. Everyone saved the date since October. In December, my sister-in-law, my brother's fiance, found out that her best friend slash cousin is getting married on the same day that I do. 
Since then, she's been in a dilemma on which wedding she'll attend, or whether she'll make them both work somehow. I've told my brother that I'll be hurt if they choose to attend the best friend's wedding, since my wedding was announced first, and I'm immediate family after all right now, even to her. Her best friend is also her cousin, so she's family too, but sister-in-laws, in my opinion, are more immediate than cousins. So the RSVPs were given out, and while my brother RSVP'd yes, my sister-in-law's was no. I called my brother to ask him for an explanation, and he said he'll attend my wedding as I'm his sister, but his fiance has the right to attend her cousin's slash best friend's wedding. This rubbed me the wrong way, because it seems like her priorities are not straight, and she doesn't realize the significance of immediate family and in-laws versus cousins slash best friends. I told my brother I'll call her to express my disappointment, but he said that I shouldn't get involved and that I can't force her to attend my wedding, that I'm allowed to feel sad but not to be mad or else I'm a jerk. I think OP's brother is right and I think OP is the jerk in this situation. As nice as it would be for your in-laws to be there and supporting you, there's no obligation to and obviously, I hate to break it to OP but their cousin slash best friend clearly means more in their life than OP does. You can feel bad about it, you can get all up in your mood about it, but like OP's brother said, they don't have any room to actually complain. This next story is from Good Peanut Butter. Am I the jerk for telling my wife she's neglecting our son? I, male 23, am married to my wife Dana, female 25. I work and she takes care of the house and our son, James, almost 3. I work every day from 6am to 4pm, sometimes later depending on the shift. Before I go to work, I change and dress James. He's a light sleeper and wakes up to my alarm, and I try to make sure he's all set for my wife to take care of him. I even lay out his lunch and snacks, so all she has to do is play with him and give him lunch. Well, over the last month or so, I'll come home to see James sitting in front of the TV, as my wife sits on the couch and reads. His diaper is almost always full. This makes me so mad, and I try to tell her in the nicest way possible that she needs to start playing with him, changing him at the very least. Well, three days ago, I came home from work with some KFC for us to eat, and James was in front of the TV, not changed, and not even fed. Let me repeat that. He was not fed lunch. She was on the couch reading. This put me over the edge. I simply couldn't believe it. Well, here's where I might be the jerk. I set the food down, filled a cup with cold water, and poured it over her crotch, and told her she couldn't have dinner. Of course, she started yelling and asked why. I pointed to my son. I told her that if our son was treated like this, then she should at least know what it's like to be uncomfortable and unfed. She said that I would have no idea how hard it is to be a mom because I work all the time. I said, well, at least I take care of James. At least I don't neglect him. She said, fine, you take care of him then and left. She's been staying at her mom's and all of her siblings have been calling me and telling me I need to apologize and what a jerk I am for calling her neglectful and pouring water on her. Am I the jerk? What should I do? Considering OP's getting home and finding out that over the course of the entire day, when it's just the mom and the son home alone and she can't even change the kid and even give them lunch. OP's definitely not the jerk, and I think OP is more than right. And frankly, I'm concerned for OP's son if they have to keep being watched by Dana. Our next story is from Elizabeth Chu 3791 
Am I the jerk for not arriving to my coworker's shift early because she wants to go to church? So I work in home care, and basically I leave when the next person in schedule shows up. A certain coworker always gets scheduled after me, and she arrives two hours late at minimum, one hour on a special day, never on time. You can't leave patients unattended, and you don't get paid overtime, so I stay extra for free. I've spoken to my boss, and he says it's church-related, so it's basically okay. Lately, she's been asking me to come in early. I usually get there at 8, and she's asking me to come at 5 for church reasons. Not gonna lie, I just ignored her and don't show up until 8. Recently, she pulled crap where she would just leave at 5 or 6-ish and text me saying, I left, meaning I'd have to hurry my butt to the job to make sure the patients won't leave the house or hurt themselves. It's absolutely ridiculous. And before anyone asks, our bosses won't respond to our messages and calls most of the time. I spoke with her the next time I saw her, saying what she did was absolutely stupid, and she blamed me for not coming earlier. Am I the jerk for not coming earlier for her shift? OP's definitely not the jerk. If you're not getting paid to come in early or stay late, then who in their right mind is going to want to come in early or stay late, especially for an ungrateful jerk that always leaves you hanging? This next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for telling my stepdaughter that she needs to move out? I, 35-year-old female, my husband Owen, 37-year-old male, our daughter Evie, 13-year-old female, his daughter Grace, 20-year-old female. Me and Owen moved in with each other five years ago due to wanting to get married. All's been going good in our relationship and Evie likes this arrangement. Grace, on the other hand, has been acting out since the day I've moved in. Grace has known me for 15 years and has never acted like this. She only started when I moved in, and we know it's because of her mother who hates me. Since Grace has turned 17, she's been violating every single rule we had. 1. No coming home drunk. 2. No friends over past 1am. 3. No weed in our house. 4. No guys over past 12am. 5. Don't play loud music late at night. 6. If you're gonna go to the kitchen at night, at least be quiet. Grace destroys a lot of mine and Evie's things. Yes, she's in therapy. She's always bullying Evie and saying really rude things to her. She constantly steals money from Evie's piggy bank. Owen's constantly talking to her about the things she does, but she never listens. Me and Owen's final straw with Grace was today when she told Evie that she was a disgusting affair baby that is going to be just like your slot of a mom. No affair happened when I met Owen. Him and his ex-girlfriend hadn't dated for four years before me. I told Grace to pack her crap and get the freak out of my house. Grace said I can't kick her out since this isn't my house. Owen came home right when this happened and asked what happened, and I explained what happened. He told Grace the exact thing that I said and that he couldn't deal with her BS anymore. Grace left and is now staying with her mom. Her mom spam called and texted us. Owen blocked her and said he isn't responsible for Grace anymore since she's an adult. Owen feels a bit guilty for kicking Grace out, but agrees that she needed to leave. So Reddit, am I the jerk for telling my stepdaughter that she needs to move out? I think OP's definitely not the jerk here. I think this is just kind of the writing on the wall, based off of the long-term relationship between OP and Grace. Destructive, disrespectful, doesn't listen to any kind of rules that, frankly, are pretty reasonable. They can go off and live with their mom and let their mom deal with that. This next story is from Legitimate Impact 253. 
Am I the jerk for not allowing the neighborhood kids to use the pool? I, 37-year-old male, moved into a small neighborhood with my fiance, 36-year-old female. The neighborhood's full of kids around the ages of 9 and 10. We found out that my fiance is expecting and both decided on wanting a pool. I had an above-ground pool put in last year and the neighborhood kids were very happy. I told them no dogs were allowed in the pool as the lining was fragile and could break. This year I opened the pool and the kids used it while we were away. When we got back, I noticed the water level was low and tried to refill it. I saw a good sized tear on the side and got it fixed. The kids came over the next day with a Labrador retriever wanting to use the pool and I told them that the pool was closed. I come home and see a few of the neighbors arguing with my fiance. I walk over and everyone starts talking about how I hurt their kids feelings by not allowing them to use the pool. I explained what happened and why I had to close the pool. A few of them start laughing and demand me to reopen the pool. My fiancé thinks that I should open the pool and apologize to the families. I think OP's clearly not the jerk here. It's their pool, they can decide what they can and can't do with it. If they want to let their neighbors' kids come over and use it, if their parents are happy with that, sure, why not? If they don't want anybody else but them using their pool, they have every right to expect that. OP doesn't have to apologize for poo-poo. This next story is from Smell Tiny Tulips. Am I the jerk for kicking my eldest daughter and her husband out of my youngest daughter's baby shower? I, 56-year-old female, have two daughters, Haley, 32-year-old female, and Stephanie, 29-year-old female. Stephanie's five months pregnant with her first child. The father's not in the picture. Haley and her husband have been struggling with infertility for a few years. She's always been jealous of Stephanie, but the pregnancy is making her even more jealous. Recently, I threw a baby shower for Stephanie. Haley lives a 16-hour drive away, and Stephanie lives four hours away. I only have one guest bedroom with a queen bed. I also have a futon in the basement. Haley and her husband arrived first, and I told them to sleep on the futon in the basement because the guest bedroom was reserved for Stephanie. I made up the futon with extra padding and thick blankets to make it as comfy as possible for them. Haley threw a fit because they drove 16 hours and I told her that Stephanie needed a comfortable bed because she's pregnant. Haley didn't listen and she and her husband went into the guest bedroom to take a nap. They woke up and made up the bed, then moved to the basement before Stephanie arrived. But Stephanie wasn't happy when she found out that her bed had already been slept in. They got into a small argument over that and Haley accused me of playing favorites. I explained that she's never been pregnant, so she doesn't understand how taxing pregnancy can be on the body. The next morning as we were getting ready for the baby shower, Stephanie saw on Instagram that the baby's father had found himself a new girlfriend. I spent an hour consoling her while Haley and her husband set up everything. I came downstairs and Haley started complaining about what a drama queen Stephanie is and I'm enabling her. I told her that if she was going to keep up her negative attitude, she'd better leave because I wasn't going to let her ruin the baby shower. They left in a huff. When some of the guests asked why Haley wasn't there, I told them the truth and a few thought I was being too harsh. Am I the jerk? I'm going to say OP was the jerk in this situation. If you don't have two beds for both of them to separately sleep in, at least give them a heads up so if they want to, they could book a hotel or something. You just have them show up and say, oh, no, 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 you go in the basement on the futon. Your sister gets the bed for sure. And not only that, but OP was saying they struggled with infertility and it's a touchy subject for them. 
and still thought it was a great idea to tell them, well, you've never been pregnant so you don't understand what it's like. Might need to think a little bit more before saying some things. And our final story of the day is by FragrantKey64. Am I the jerk for leaving my pregnant wife home alone with our toddler overnight? I, 25, and my wife, 28, are expecting another baby in two months. I have both OCD and ADHD, so I bother my wife a lot, even when I'm not taking care of her. Pregnancy is something I can't control, which makes me incredibly anxious. I start to clean as a way to relieve anxiety and give in to my compulsions. I was even worse during her last pregnancy, going as far as making her get a scan almost every single day and pushing her to read articles on pregnancy. My mother regularly visits to help around, but she couldn't last week, so I was on my own. A lot of things happened on that day. I made one mistake after another, which ultimately led to the scenario described in the title. My wife was eating breakfast in our bed and signaled for me to come kiss her, but I refused because crumbs were all over her. She was annoyed, although she decided not to say anything. While I was cooking her pregnancy craving, I made a careless mistake and ruined the whole meal. She again didn't say anything, and I constantly asked her for reassurance, which pissed her off a little. She asked me to help her change, but I basically ran away from her when I saw a stain on her shirt. Throughout the entire day, I kept cleaning and reminding her to stay clean. When our son took his nap, we decided to rest as well. She wanted me to read her a book, but never specified which one. I brought my favorite book and started reading it to her. She told me to stop after a few pages. She was talking to me about something and I drifted off into another world. I couldn't recall anything she said and I could tell she was starting to get tired of me. I kept walking around our room and fidgeting because of stress, which rightfully irritated her. She asked me to get her prescription before going to bed. I brought it to her and once I saw the uneven numbers on the receipt, I took it and tore it apart. That was the last straw. She told me that I made her feel dirty and needed to stop being obsessive. I'm trying to overcome OCD, but even with treatment, it's not going away. I didn't want to ruin her day any further, so I left to walk around the city and indulge in my thoughts. At around 2am, I got a call from her. Our son had awakened and she was left to take care of him all by herself, which was quite a handful for her. She didn't call me earlier because she didn't want to stress me out, which only makes me feel guilty. When I came back home, she looked like crap and seemed to be over what happened, but I still feel like a jerk for my decision to leave her. My friends told me it wasn't my fault, but I have a feeling they're wrong. Am I the jerk? OP is the jerk just because they're so far in their own head that it's like creating multiple stacked layers of being a jerk through inconsistency and flip-flopping. I totally understand that it's OCD and ADHD kind of manifesting itself, but bottom line, OP needs to get some kind of solution here, and hopefully sooner than later because you need to be able to support your wife through the pregnancy and when other stressful situations pop up, you just need to be able to be more reliable. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to see another Am I the Jerk here story that was way more insane than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 